Welcome back, everyone, to the Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host, Dustin. I, uh, doing my post-game pod for the uh, last two Mavs games. Um, I'm actually doing it a little bit earlier than normal, but uh, it's the uh, Mavs game against Milwaukee just ended with the Mavs win. Um, a good win for the Mavs, uh, but... We'll start the show talking about last night's loss, and we won't spend too much time on it, but it was a little frustrating, uh, the game last night, and I kind of felt like the Mavericks saw Utah on the schedule, they won, they saw Milwaukee on their schedule, and they got ready, and they kind of ignored Houston. You know, Houston came out ready to play, John Wall came out ready to play. Um, and Dallas, you know, the the role players just didn't show up. And, you know, Tim Hardaway had a pretty good game. You know, he had 18 in the game. And Brunson had a pretty good game with 14. But, you know, Luka had 23 and Porzingis had 23. Um, but the rest of the guys, like Dorian Finney-Smith ended the night with nine points. But the, the shooting for Richardson and Melly were just atrocious um you know josh green got ended up getting some minutes and you know he didn't hit and make anything um dwight powell obviously is isn't a guy who's going to score you points and it was just it was just a disastrous game um you know it, it it's one of those games that you watch and you're like how, how is this team going to um compete you know, in a, in a playoff series, if this is how they're going to play. And, you know, after the way they played against Utah the previous game, and, you know, how they played against Milwaukee tonight, um, you know, the only thing I could think of, and, you know, I thought long and hard about, you know, what I was going to say about that game. I, I just, the only thing I could think of is they just, they just thought they could walk in and beat Houston. Um, and maybe it's a lesson learned, you know. You, you can't, you know, this is the NBA. Yeah, the Houston has, what, the second worst record in the league, but they still have NBA players. You know, they still have guys on the team who are trying out for a job in this league, you know. I mean, all these guys, all the guys on that Houston team are, you know, they're trying to make a roster for next year. You know, this year's kind of, you know, it is what it is. You know, Houston's trying to get a bad loss to, you know, Houston's trying to get more losses to get a better pick. I think if they get outside the top four, they have to, they could trade their pick or, or uh, not trade their pick, swap. Oklahoma City can swap picks with them or something like that. I, I don't know the exact thing, but I, I think they have to be a top four pick to really keep their pick. So... Now, swapping picks with Oklahoma City this year wouldn't be so bad because of Oklahoma City's, you know, pick this year. But uh, I just, you know, that game last night, you know, John Wall had one of his, you know, games that you would have thought, you know, this was eight years ago and he's on the Wizards and they're competing for the playoffs, you know. And, you know, Christian Wood was... 
like fantastic yesterday. You know, he's the guy that a lot of Mavs fans wanted, and you know, I thought they should have gone after him too. Um, I thought he could play next to Porzingis. You know, obviously the Mavs were saving their money for the offseason this year, so they didn't want to get any long-term deals. But uh, now that Houston game was very frustrating, you know, I there were several reasons why I, I was so angry with it. Um, one of them being that I thought that the Mavericks would probably rest a few guys tonight. You know, I, the way they've been doing back-to-backs, I wasn't sure if they were really going to play everyone. Um, I didn't know if Giannis was going to play. Um, I knew he had missed, like, uh, the prior game um, with kind of a legitimate injury, you know? Like, I think he's not, like, injured, but I, I think he does have, like, an an injury, you know, and so I knew he was missing games. So I wasn't sure if he was going to play or not. So, and I wasn't sure, like I said, who was going to play for the Mavericks. So I thought, you know, they, they're going to go from a five-game winning streak to a two-game losing streak. And that's just, you know, that's, I feel like that's how this season's going. But, uh, you know, then we get to tonight's game, which is, you know, against Milwaukee with no Giannis. And the Mavs showed up, you know, it was close throughout the entire game. You know, Milwaukee got a lead and the Mavs came back and Dallas got a lead and Milwaukee came back and it was just kind of back and forth. It was a good game. Um, but, uh, you know, in the end, the fourth quarter, um, Porzingis did hit some shots. Now, he had made a comment about last night's game where he really didn't get any touches last night in the the fourth quarter of the Houston game. And I know that goes along with the the offense they run and I, I don't know if it's I don't know who's calling the plays. I know in the past the co- coaches call on the plays, but um, I know sometimes he lets Luca do whatever. I, I, I don't know I don't know who's calling the plays though. I assume it's the coaches. I have been kind of critical of the the offensive and defensive coach this year. I, I you know I, the defensive game is coming around. They've done really well in the last couple months in their defense. They're they're kind of a different team than they were, you know, for that real bad part of the the season. But uh, you know that uh, the offense has just it. I feel like it's still not where it was or could be, you know, where it was last year. And, I, you know, I, I don't think, you know, I know they traded Seth Curry, but I just don't think Seth Curry was the reason they had a record-setting offense. I think there's more to that, you know. I think there's, um, I don't know if it plays their run or, I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like the offense isn't the same. And I just think they could do, you know, I don't know, call better play. I don't know. I just think their offense could be better. And, you know, maybe maybe J.J. Reddick helps that. You know, you never know. Um, you know, tonight their offense looked pretty good. Um, Porzingis had 26 points, but the big thing was he had 17 rebounds and six of them were offensive. You know, that's being active. You know, sometimes when... 
Porzingis talks about in his press conferences not, you know, being involved in the offense. Sometimes he kind of stands around. You know, some of that to me is his fault. You know, you've got to move. You've got to make yourself available. If you're kind of just standing over there in the corner and, you know, Christian Wood's on you. Christian Wood's got the length to cover him. You know, Christian Wood's tall and he's long and he's got the length to cover Porzingis. So if you're just standing around and want the ball, it's like, well, do something, move around. And uh, he, I felt like he, you know, moved around a lot. You know, he got the ball and he was four for seven on threes, um, 10 for 20 overall. You know, he had a couple free throws and it was just overall a great game for him. Uh, Luca had 27, nine and nine. It was a good game for him. You know, his three-point percentage was a bit better. You know, Luca's three-point percentage against Houston was atrocious. Um, that was another thing that was a little frustrating is the fact that he was missing so many three-pointers, but he kept shooting them. You know, sometimes I feel like you got to know that if you're not making them, you've got to quit shooting them. Um, uh, Richardson had a lot better game tonight. Um, he was still over on his threes as he was the night prior. Um, but, you know, he, I, I could tell he made a concerted effort to take the ball inside. You know, he did have two, or he had 10 shots that weren't three-pointers. So he was closer to the basket, you know, and it's, that's what I like to see. And I, I think we overrate this analytics stuff where you have to shoot a three-pointer or a layup. You know, sometimes if your shot's not falling, get closer to the basket. Two points is better than zero. That's what I always say. Two points is better than zero. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. had a pretty decent game. He only had 12 points. Um, he, I felt like maybe, I don't know if it was a, some who whoever was defending him was, you know, just defending him well. You know, Milwaukee's a good defensive team, but Tim Hardaway Jr., I felt like, didn't do much this game. Um Another guy that struggled was Brunson. You know, Brunson, he only had two points and three assists. But, um, again, you know, that could have been the defense that was played, you know. And um, Maxie was a guy that I thought they missed last night against uh, Houston. You know, Maxie was four for seven on his threes tonight. He he was hitting his shots. Um, he did bank that one in at the end, um, which was kind of funny seeing that go in. But, uh, you know... Maxi didn't play against Houston, and Melly really struggled with the shot. Now, Melly came in in the first half and hit two three-pointers in a row, and I thought he gave him pretty good minutes. Um, I was hoping to see him in the second half, but uh, they maybe, you know, Carlisle was playing matchups or whatever, but, uh, you know, I, I thought Melly shooting two and making two that he would for sure get a shot in the second half to get out there and get some playing time in and, you know, help him score. But the way the fourth quarter went, you know, Dallas was putting up a lot of points. So, uh, you know, the way Porzingis was hitting his shot and uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, you know, hit a few and Luca. But, uh, like I said, overall, a really good game. Um, obviously... Uh, you know, Milwaukee was missing Giannis. Uh, Giannis is a difference maker. Um, you know, it's one of those things where 
you know, and Dallas is out, one of their players, uh, you know, we there's and they take a loss, it's always, you know, well, they didn't have, you know, Porzingis, you know. Hope if they'd have Porzingis, maybe this game is different, you know. So, you know, Milwaukee I, th- I believe they lost their last game uh, a couple nights ago against uh, Golden State there towards the end. I think they lost by a point or something. So, you know, they lost a few in a row. I, I think they're – I feel like Milwaukee is going to be that third seed. I don't think they're going to catch uh, Denver – or not Denver. I don't think they're going to catch Philadelphia or Brooklyn. I, I just don't see that happening. They're, they're – Especially if Giannis is going to miss some more games. And even when Giannis comes back, I think Philadelphia and Brooklyn are playing well. Um, so that there's really not a chance for them to catch them. So they're, they're I think, far enough ahead of the number four team to uh, be in that spot. The, the only bad thing about being where they are is that the second round they're going to have to face either Philly or Brooklyn, whichever one ends up with that second seed. So it's going to be kind of a tough road for Milwaukee if they're going to do it. Now, I do think they have a really good team. You know, I I do think Drew Holiday is a really good player. So I think that's a guy you can count on in the playoffs. Um, I, I saw that they had George Teague. You know, he's an okay player. I guess he probably had his best years with Budenholzer as the coach or whatever his name is. So maybe he's maybe that's something that he can bring back and do a little bit of contribution to, you know, Milwaukee and help him. But uh, anyhow, not that I want to talk about Milwaukee a lot. But uh, overall, though, Dallas got the win. They needed the win. Um, the next game is until Sunday. They're going to get a few days off. Um it's really good, you know, they're at home, they were at home for this game, and they're going to get a couple days off, so they don't play again until Sunday, and they play the Spurs. Now, the Spurs are a team that, um, you know, Dallas has played them already, um, they've beat them, I think, both times, I can't remember, but, you know, Spurs are 2-8 and eight in their last 10, they've lost four in a row, they're, they're really on the downside right now. Um, I thought LaMarcus Aldridge uh, was a good contributor to their team, and he kind of just bailed on them. So now they're they're relying a lot of, on a lot of young guys and DeMar DeRozan. So right now they're just hanging on for dear life. They're in that nine spot. Uh, they do have four games in the loss column on New Orleans, so they do have a... A sizable lead now there is still enough time for you know them to drop and you know hopefully Dallas can get the win and it'll drop them another loss so um, the one thing I guess uh, that helps Dallas tonight is the Lakers did lose believe it or not they're believe it or not they got injuries uh, they did lose to Miami so you know they fall into fifth spot in the West um, I know they're they aren't overly concerned about you know playing on the road for the playoffs but you know I, I do believe that when teams like Utah and Denver are getting home court I do think that can be um, a bad thing for you know anyone because you know high altitude is a big deal 
Um, I personally don't like high altitude, but uh, you know, I I don't know how if Dallas is going to be able to catch LA. You know, I, I don't know how much longer those guys will be out. Um, Portland's been, you know, playing pretty decent. You know, they're they're six and four in the last ten, so. You know, I don't. I don't know if they'll really, really fall. You know, like I've said, like I've said in the past, I think May, and that the soft schedule Dallas has in May is going to be a big factor in where they finish. Um, and then you know the health of some of the other teams in the in the West during that time. So, you know, it would be nice for Dallas to to jump to that, you know, sixth spot to avoid the the playoff. Um, you know, right now, as I'm, as I'm recording this, I have the, uh, Clippers Phoenix game on and, you know, Phoenix is winning right now. Phoenix beat, uh, Utah last night and, you know, they're, they're playing really good basketball. Um, I just don't know if, you know, if I'm Dallas, I, I don't want to meet Phoenix in the playoffs. You know, even when Phoenix was a bad team, Dallas struggled to beat them. Now, you know, Phoenix is a good team, and Dallas just cannot beat them for whatever reason. So I think Dallas needs to uh, do their best to try and move up in the standings and see if they can't uh, move up another spot. Now, with the way, you know, Phoenix is playing, you know, maybe Utah falls a spot. I don't know. But in all honesty, I, I don't know if I want to see Utah in the – in the first round, you know, Utah is a, a good team and I know Dallas just beat them, but I, you know, I, I, I don't know if that's something that Dallas can consistently do. You know, they, they got a lot of help from the rotational guys. And, you know, it's interesting. I listen to pods, um, other pods about the Mavs. And, and one of the things they were discussing on one of them was the fact that, you know, Rudy Gobert was covering Dorian Finney-Smith, and Dorian Finney-Smith had said, you know, he knew he was going to get a lot of shots because, obviously, Gobert doesn't want to be out on the three-point line. And so Dorian Finney-Smith, you know, hit a lot of three-pointers, and it was a big difference maker. But, uh, you know, they were, they were the discussion was, if Dallas were to play Utah in a seven-game series, would Utah keep that defense? And, I, you know... I don't remember what they were saying. I, I figured some people were saying, yeah, and some people say they make change or whatever. But the way I see it is I figured they would keep it that way because in the game against Houston, um, the Mavs' very next game, you saw guys like Dorian Finney-Smith struggle to hit the shot. And it's like that's just kind of player he is. Not that I'm trying to say anything bad about him, but, you know, it's their reason – you know, role players don't get paid the amount of money superstars do. It's because the role players don't give you what the superstars do every night. You know, role players are going to have those nights where they score 20, but the very next night they could score three, and that's just how it is. And I, I think Utah would be perfectly fine giving the ball back to Dorian Finney-Smith and say, okay, beat us again. And, you know, like, like they played on against Houston – you know, I was watching that, and I was like, this is why Utah would keep that defense. But uh, I figured the only reason they put Porz uh, Gobert on Dorian Finney-Smith was because Porzingis didn't play. 
But I imagine the whole reason we're sitting Porzingis is so that he is available for these playoffs. And so I imagine that it'd be Porzingis who Gobert would be covering. And, you know, Porzingis can still hit the outside shot. So that's something that they would still have to uh, worry about. So, you know, the idea is to open up the lane for you know, guys to drive to the basket like Luca and, you know, Jalen Brunson and even Tim Hardaway's been doing it lately. And I, like I said, I like how Richardson was doing it tonight. So um, I guess that's something to look forward to going down the road. Um, like I said, the, the Mavs play the Spurs. Hopefully the Mavs uh, play the Spurs more like they played Milwaukee and less like they showed up for Houston. You know, hopefully they take the Spurs seriously. And, you know, hopefully they can get the win. Now, uh, I'll tell you what, real quick, we'll go, we'll look and see if uh, I can get my computer to load. We'll look and see a little bit in the future who Mavs' opponents is. So the Mavs play Sunday night against the Spurs, and then they have a quick game Monday night against the Sixers. So, this is a another back-to-back, which is kind of, uh, I guess the only reason they had the back-to-back this time was because of that Houston game was a makeup game, and normally they wouldn't have had that, so um, they kind of get stuck with, uh, not like right in a row, but I guess, yeah, they're getting two back-to-backs in a row, and they're getting two back two days off in between, so I assume... That some guys will be getting off or taking off either the Spurs game or the the game against the Sixers. Now, if Dallas is, if Dallas really wants to sit someone, I would rather, I think I would rather sit them against Philly because I want, Dallas needs to beat the Spurs. Um, They could play their whole squad and still lose to Philly. I just don't want to see them play half their squad, lose to San Antonio, and then play their full squad and lose to Philly. So um, it would probably be best if they they sat Porzingis for that. Now, I I think ESPN did pick that game up. Um, They flexed it, as they they call it. But uh, hopefully that's something the Mavs can, you know, at least compete in that game. And then they, they play again on Wednesday night, the 14th. They play Memphis. And that Memphis game is a sort of a big game because Memphis is right behind them in the standings. You know, Memphis has 23 losses and the Mavs have 22. That's not – that's really close. And I, I don't know if Jaron Jackson Jr. is ever going to come back. Um, he's a quality player. I don't know when if he does come back. I don't know how much he's going to give them, but uh, – you know, Memphis is the second team in that division, right up behind Dallas and right in front of San Antonio. So Dallas does, you know, as much as as easier as their schedule is, or I should say is easier over the first part of the schedule, the first half of the schedule, as this, you know, the second half is much easier than the first half. There still are games that they got to play that are tough, and so they are coming up. Um... It's just, you know, they're going to have to 
They're going to have to man up and just show up and win some of these games and prove that they belong in, you know, the top of the conference. So I think I'm going to end it there. You know, I normally don't do them this late, but I won't be available to do one tomorrow. So I did want to get this one in. Um, I just, I, you know, it was a really good win and I wanted to talk about it for a minute, but, uh, hopefully after a couple days rest, the Mavs will be ready for the Spurs and they'll be ready for the Sixers. And maybe you'll see, you know, two really good games in a row happen. So if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I'm at the Mavs outsider. Um, if you would like, you could rate and review the podcast. Um, if your whatever it is you listen on allows you to rate and review. But until then, we will see you later.